0: Reveille, reveille, dogs! Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. It uh, It is now, what day is it today? August? It's 30th, I guess, technically speaking. Hello, everyone. My name is Luke Thomas. I am right here in Cleveland, Ohio, just blocks away from the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse because Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley is now in the books. It is official. And on this morning combat post fight show hosted by me, Luke Thomas, Brian Campbell will be here momentarily. Right now, you can catch him on CBS Sports HQ delivering some of the information there. He will come and join me, and together we will break down everything we just saw at Paul versus Woodley. First things first, if you are new here, please consider subscribing. Hit that subscribe button below. We're really trying to drive those up. We'd love to have you along for the ride. We do this show live three times a week, 11 a.m. in the East, plus so much more, including uh, on-the-scene coverage like this, as well as for everyone else watching, whether you're a subscriber or not, please give us a like. We really appreciate it. We're hoping to give you the kind of show you're looking for today. All right? Uh, I'm assuming... That we are good to give spoilers if you don 't want spoilers now 's your time to exit because we 're going to get to all the results and everything they just uh, we just saw one more time, gaff if you don 't mind, put the uh, uh, the lower third up with my socials if you can because i 've posted the link on my Twitter account and below that right you can see that uh, at l Thomas News on Twitter right there for my twitter i 've put a thread for folks to leave their questions as well if you want to get in on a question. Go to the, it's my pinned tweet right there at News. Anything about Paul versus Woodley, we can get to here. Okay? All right, so if you don't want spoilers, five, four, three, two, one. All right, here we go. Jake Paul has defeated Tyrone Woodley. The official scores are a split decision, which frankly I did not understand at all. But okay, let me read them to you. 77-75 Paul, 77-75 Woodley, And then 78-74, Paul. Of course, giving Paul the split decision victory over Woodley. I have to tell you, my scorecard, I I could find maybe three rounds for Tyron. Not a whole lot more than that. I I candidly don't understand the scorecard that has Woodley at 77-75. I'm looking at it here. I've got it up here for Tyron Woodley. They gave Tyron every round starting from round four on. Hmm. Uh, it's, ju- uh, judge Phil Rogers. He gave Tyron Woodley, uh, none of the first three rounds. Obviously Tyron won the fourth. That's where he landed a huge shot. I think we can all agree with that. And then after that rounds five, six, seven, and eight all went to uh Tyron Woodley. Don't, don't frankly understand the scoring on that, but okay. What can we say about the fight? Well, I was in Miami for the Logan Paul and Mayweather fight. I see that online, and there's always an attempt online to like who can be the most cynical. Believe me, there's plenty of negative things to say about this fight, and we will, but I think the first thing I would say is this was better, for sure. It was better promoted, and this was a better fight than Mayweather versus Paul. On the other hand, if you are an MMA fan, that had to be a little bit frustrating, especially after what you saw with Tyron in round four, because here's some things we could conclude based on what we saw. We knew ahead of time that Tyron had a, a big punch if he could land it, which we all knew there would be some issues with that, but provided he could score, it would have a a big impact. I think that proved to be true. There were some questions about his cardio, but I got to tell you, I thought Tyron showed up in shape. I think he took it seriously. In many ways, this was a big departure from the Ben Askren fight in terms of what the opponent was, was potentially offering him. But this is just the reality, and I think fans who understand where Tyron Woodley was at at the end of his career – we're kind of worried about whether this might surface. He just did not have enough volume for me. I don't have the CompuBox stats in front of me. I'll see if we can get them before the end of the broadcast. But there was just not enough effective volume on that. And there was a, the biggest takeaway I had from the fight beyond just that. Tyron looked. It looked to me like in preparation, he did a professional job. It looked to me like on the night of execution, there just wasn't enough there. I, this is a, we, the first thing beyond just the lack of volume is, did you guys notice that Tyron had to lead the dance a lot? I don't think that was necessarily by choice for two reasons. One, when he had Jake Paul against the ropes, there was sometimes he was able to take advantage of it and score some big shots, in, especially in that round four. And by the way, in the post fight interview with Ariel Hawani, he said, you know, the ropes kind of held him up. I don't necessarily think that that's wrong. That actually might be true, but still, The luck didn't work out necessarily in his favor. That was the first thing. He just wasn't really able to make an effective game plan out of the necessity that comes with cutting someone off, controlling the space. The bigger piece, though, was Tyron Woodley, and I mentioned this in the pre fight stuff as often as I could, in MMA, especially at the end, but this is true in large part throughout his career. He loved to back up. He liked to back up and liked for fighters to walk into his range. He was very good at judging distance that way he was very good at judging judging timing that way he was very good at level changing and creating a threat then going over the top did you notice every time he backed up jake wouldn't follow there's that's that's why a lot of times when you watch two fighters go at each other you'll kind of see them move together um you didn't see that here to be wide spaces apart from them in certain reset moments because jake and his team scouted tired and well they were not going to walk into any of those kinds of issues and so what they were trying to do was they were trying to get Tyron to reach you notice a couple of times he had difficulty closing more than a couple of times I think throughout the course of the fight I thought he had some difficulty closing the distance so he would go to the body jab or but he would get left checked hook countered on that he would go to the double jab overhand right but a lot of times you could see Jake would see it coming Jake had to do a lot of moving on the outside, I thought, which was going to be exhausting. He looked to me like he was gassing after round two, but the problem with what Woodley did was there were intermittent – I mean, Woodley was the one, in my mind, introducing danger into the exchanges. Like, it was really about whether – the check hooks were landing. Like, there was some big – I don't want to say that Jake Paul didn't land some big punches. He definitely did. But it seemed to me like there was a stalking kind of danger element to what – Tyron was trying to do and they're just even though Jake Paul had to move on the outside of an admittedly smaller ring he was able to do it at I'm not going to say a leisurely pace but he was able to do it at enough of a relaxed pace such that I don't think he that any fatigue issues that maybe could have presented themselves they they didn't from from Woodley it was a bit of a frustrating effort from Woodley if I can be candid again I don't want to take away from him the good things that he did. And I'd be curious to get some of your scoring if you want to leave it for us, either in the comments or you can tweet me at News in my pinned tweet uh, in the comments there what what, what kind of score you had. But it was a, you know, it was a tale tale of two performances is not quite the right way to put it, but I'll give Tyron all the credit for what looked like an adequate, more than adequate, very professional preparatory job. But when it came time to build on the momentum, I see that the one judge, Phil Rogers, had rounds four through eight for Tyron Woodley. I I frankly don't understand that scoring. There's only on the other judges after round four. Round four, clear round for Tyron, fine. The other judges gave Tyron, one of them gave Jaime uh, Gallada. no, Gaiara, I don't want to mispronounce his name if I can avoid it. He gave Tyron rounds five and eight. And then the other judge, I can't read the handwriting here because it's all in chicken scratch. But Dana something, I can't read the last name. DePaulo looks like. They gave Tyron none of the rounds past round four. So one judge rounds five to nine, all Jake Paul. Another judge six and seven to Paul ten, uh, and then five and eight to Woodley. The other judge four to eight, or at least five to eight, all Jake. Oh, excuse me, all Tyron Woodley. Totally inconsistent scoring across the board, truly, truly. Uh, on the first three rounds, again, Tyron, easy winner for round four. What The first judge gave none of the rounds to Tyron. The second judge gave none of the rounds to Tyron. And the third judge gave only the third round to Tyron. So th- a degree of unanimity there. But uh, it's in the back half of the fight where all the scoring goes haywire. Now, the reality about the the job that um, Tyrant did in backing up Jake, the backing up is supposed to count, at least under the modern criteria, only insofar as it's truly effective. But that's, I think, where things drop off. I would need to see the data to be more sure. But it just looked like to me that uh, he didn't have enough volume to really change the behavior in terms of how Paul was circling and what choices he was making along the ropes. He had a lot of freedom to move, and it didn't wear him out because there wasn't enough volume. He didn't really slow him down with the body work. There was a lot of head hunting from Tyron. I did think that Tyron was, especially early, you know, defensively responsible, maybe even a little a little too defensive but he was backing up. He was parrying shots to the body. The jab to the body, I thought Paul had a lot of trouble kind of getting going, especially early. A little bit later, he had a little bit more success with it, especially when he did it in combination. The best combination that Paul had was a jab, then a right straight to the body, and then a left hook over the top. That was, I think, the most impressive combo, and that was the best way he could find his way in. He would occasionally catch Tyron with the timing. His, his jab was okay. Um, but Tyron man the lack of volume there I mean this is the issue with what he did losing those four fights in the UFC and if you're an MMA fan and you watch this channel you know you've seen all of this fights so I don't need to go over them but what I would say is and before that too there were some volume issues but what you just saw there is like this is what I meant about when I was asking Tyron, at the media day, you know, what do you attribute those four losses to? And his answer was, well, lifestyle this and lifestyle that. And certainly, I take him at his word that that po- probably played a role. And I thought he came in tonight prepared in as much as one could be. But the reality is also that he has changed as a fighter. And I think we have to say that out loud. We knew this in the MMA context. We were wondering, is there any kind of way to unwind this? Is there any kind of way to put the toothpaste back in the tube? And maybe in parts you thought that he was able to do that. Maybe you could make a case... That he did, but overall, it, it, you know, it, it wasn't nearly enough for me. I don't really understand the split decision scoring by the judges. I think uh, the judge Phil Rogers got it. If that's again what the handwriting says, I can barely read it. But if that's the name, then he really got it wrong. I, I don't understand that. Other than yes, I get that he got rocked in in the fourth round, um, but not quite the redemption story that I think he was hoping. Um, although he did try to get a second payday, which (laughs) I don't even know what to say about the end of that fight there. Um, So he's getting interviewed, Jake Paul is, by Irohawani, saying all the things about Cleveland, this is for you, and whatnot, and everything else. And then he gets to interviewing Tyron, and Tyron makes a case that there should be a rematch that he thought he won. The split decision makes the argument stronger for him, but I don't know if there's much commercial appetite for him. Again, don't get me wrong. This fight was better than the Mayweather-Paul fight. But, you know, you just kind of call it like you see it. You had a disappointing performance from one of the headliners in terms of just volume, not doing enough. You know, win or lose, whatever, but not enough volume. And the level of ability is, frankly, for pro boxing, pretty low. You know, what, what would be the hook to run that back? And then Jake Paul says something I don't even understand, which is, oh, if you get the tattoo, we'll do it again. Dude, didn't you guys already agree to do the tattoo? Why would you double down on the demand that they already agreed to to give an opportunity that, from a commercial standpoint, I don't know how much interest there is necessarily. We'll talk about Tommy Fury a little bit later because he, he did not have the performance I think he was looking for, but we'll get to him a little bit later. So I didn't understand that at all. I'd be curious to know if you guys are interested in a... In a rematch, especially an immediate one, I thought if Tyron won, that'd be huge business. I thought if it was controversial, like Tyron really went in there and just gave it an admirable performance, and he gave it an admirable performance in certain ways, but you know, with sufficient volume, like the only thing left wanting was not his effort, but the judges' recognition of it. I think you could run it back, but like if the issue is, and my thing came off my back here for the production folks, but no big deal. Um, but if the issue is there is a perception that there wasn't a sufficient amount of effort in the striking department. One, that's going to leave folks lacking in terms of entertainment factor. And two, why would the second time be different? I mean, that's what really didn't get answered here. What would have happened the second time around that would lead anyone to believe that it could go in a slightly different way? Okay, there was a big punch that rocked him in the third. I thought Jake Paul... Given the circumstances, showed a, I'll say good chin. I'll give that to him. Um, I do think that the ropes probably held him up in the fourth, but there's no way to know. It doesn't count. So the judge, the, the, excuse me, the referee didn't give it to him. So we can't hear. It, it's not part of the scoring criteria. These glasses are fogging up under these fucking intense lights. Good lord. Um, so. So that's just going to be one of these unknowns that we have to live with. I guess the question is, did it live up to the hype? From my time at Showtime, which has only been about two years, this has been the best promoted fight I've ever seen them do. Uh, they've done some bigger ones in some certain ways, but I think this is the best promoted one. This one had most of the size and scale of Mayweather versus Paul. Not exactly, but it had some of it. And it had two guys who were much better as rivals and that had the capacity, given Tyron's Power and sort of some of the unknowns about Jake to deliver better action. And it thought that it did, but maybe not enough to um, demand an immediate rematch of this, which we'll talk about the YouTube implications for this as well. Boys, I'm sweating, sweating like a prostitute in church. I mean, could it be hotter in here? Let me get some water here. Hold on just a second. Mm. Sorry about that, folks. All right, let's talk about Jake Paul here for a second. Were y'all impressed? I'll say this, man. Look, as long as you understand, you the audience, me, the media guy, everyone else, as long as you understand what the end game is here, there's room to like it, but be cognizant of its limits. Let me give you tell you what I mean here. Look, man, Jake Paul is never going to be a world champion boxer. It's it's just not possible. If he were a heavyweight you could maybe figure out a way to find a title around his waist. I was there when Seth Mitchell, you guys may not know that name. He was a uh, football player, D1, for Michigan State. NFL didn't go all the way he had hoped, and he sort of turned to boxing after getting out of it and made a bit of a run, made a little bit of a noise. He was an A-plus athlete, obviously, but you know took to boxing pretty late, You know, post-22. Uh, I think he was like 24 or so when he had first started. And so you know, it took some time to get the training, took some time to get the experience, and by the time he was ready to headline, they could find a couple guys for him to do okay, but ultimately he was never able to get to any kind of a level that they had hoped, even though he was sort of promoted. And this was a time when there weren't a lot of great American heavyweights, this was about 2011 or so. It, it, it's just too late, and even that was the heavyweight division, and that was a guy who was a proven Division one athlete. Guys, Jake Paul is not going to be that guy. It's not possible. I mean, some sanctioning body might find a way to give him some BS title, but that's not what you're looking at. You're looking at low-level boxing here. That's what it is, okay? and That's not an insult. That's a fact. It's low-level boxing. So if it's going to be low-level boxing, it has to have everything else kind of around it, right? It has to have the pomp and circumstance. I thought you got a lot of the pomp and circumstance tonight. I thought that Cleveland crowd was rocking. I'll give them credit, man. They were rowdy from the opening bell. They dude, we had to go around the concourse. We got there around I want to say 6:45 in the evening. We were walking around trying to get, you know, oriented and you know, find where we're, the media uh, section is and everything. And there was some kind of amateur fight going, on, or I should, I should say a prelim fight card going on. And the crowd was completely into it. So Cleveland was all in. But, you know, it has to have some of the things around it. So you had the big audience. You had the big walkout from Tyron. He had a rapper there with him. What was the rapper's name? Is Gaffier? I forget his name. Who is it? OT Genesis. Genesis. As you can tell, I'm not especially cool. Um, So anyway, he had the big – that's the best walkout I've ever heard from him. That's the best pop I'd ever heard from him. And uh, so it had all of the theatrics and everything, and I thought it had some of the action. I thought there were times when Woodley would land a big punch, and he would, you know, he'd bow out, or he'd get hit with one, and they would, you know, taunt each other between rounds. It had it had some moments. Look for low level boxing. You know, I'm not gonna say it doesn't get better than that because you can get KOs at low level boxing, but you know that was okay. It was good. For, for it was there was some intensity there, but to build on that. With what you already got in the same direction you've already been, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, for Jake Paul, I thought that again, if you just understand that this is just something he can do as long as they can find the kind of challenges that people are interested in. Uh, you know, it's got nothing to do with high-level boxing. It's got nothing to do with like I'm going to take on Canelo and win. It. It's got nothing to do with any of that. It's got it's just it's almost entirely for entertainment and business purposes, not exclusively, but almost entirely. If you understand it in the in that context, um, I thought that Jake showed some admirable things. I thought he showed better overall boxing ability. Um, he did go the distance. I thought he was gonna gas. I thought that Tyron was gonna make him pay for it, but he didn't. Um, showed a decent chin, good chin, I thought. And he promoted this fight like a motherfucker. You got to give him that. He absolutely. I mean, that's where he shined, right? He's an incredible self-promoter. That's really what it was. But in terms of like his future. You know, I, I'm I'm it's not that they can't find someone with a big name like a Tommy Fury or maybe they'll do a rematch. I don't think that they will. But the biggest issue for me is it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna offer the audience this level of boxing, it has to be concretely uh enjoyable. Can't be on the fence. You can have fights that go to split decisions, but they gotta be thrillers, you know what I mean? Like. There's just people need to get the bang for their buck. And if you're fighting UFC, uh, former UFC fighters at the very end of their run, in this particular case, a guy who has a lot of athletic ability but has already shown us he likes to back up, he's reserved with volume, he doesn't throw a lot, and you get a repeat of a lot of that in these contexts, um, you know, the longevity is going to be in question about it all. I think, you know, listen. Do you have respect for Jake Paul? I think you got to have some respect for him, certainly, right? Four fights. Tyron Woodley came in shape. Um, you know, uh, that's that's a that's a difficult athletic endeavor that he undertook. But folks always ask me, like, whenever I do radio shows or whenever I do like uh, CBS Sports HQ hits where Brian Campbell is. As a reminder, he'll be here soon, and we'll talk to him, see what he thinks about everything. Whenever you do stuff like that, uh, they always ask you, like, "Oh, do you take Jake seriously?" I'm like, I never really know what that means. Like, do I think? He's going to be a future weight class champion at, you know, a cruiser weight? No, I don't, I don't think that at all. I don't think anyone with half a brain thinks that. Um, do I think that he tries very hard? Yes. Do I think he's got some level of professional boxing ability? Obviously, he's got some. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, and I and I respect that. I think most people who are being reasonable about it would respect that. But I don't know that there's a whole lot more you can say beyond that. Are we supposed to say anything more? Everything, every one of his other gifts, is about what kind of audience he can attract and why that is. You know, allegedly, we'll see bringing in new audience members or changing up boxing a little bit. Um, so, I, 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 we finally got eight rounds of footage on him. I thought he had a good game plan. Um, he had better combination work. He had better footwork. And he ultimately just had more boxing skill, offensively and defensively, to avoid, for the most part, the big strikes from Tyron. He took advantage of the lulls in action. He had a decent jab. He had uh, good combinations, decent check hooks, good, okay timing. You know, he had enough of the boxes checked. I mean, you know, listen, everyone wanted to be like, oh, Tyron's got all this experience and he's got all these accolades in MMA, and it's like, right, but then you would see the tail of the tape, just the boxing tail of the tape. And Jake is bigger. Jake is taller. I think their reach, I said, was equal, but I think Jake actually had a two-inch reach advantage. Heading into this contest, he had three professional fights. Woodley, in this context, had none. And one guy was 24 and one guy was nearly 40. Now, if you didn't know their names and you didn't know their backgrounds and you saw the tail of the tape just like that, 24 versus 40, 74-inch reach versus 72-inch reach. You know, they're weighing in the same, but one guy clearly bigger, right? Height differential the whole nine yards. What was it, like a three- or four-inch height difference? This guy has three competitive, or uh, three uh, com- um, competition wins, I should say. This guy's never done this before on a pro context. Who would you have bet on? Who would you have said would be the one to do it? This was always Jake Paul not trying to finesse the public in that way, but create a plausible scenario that he could sell to the public that would be challenging enough that they would be intrigued enough to buy it with personalities they cared to be involved. I think the personality part of the show delivered pretty heavily, um, certainly in the in the run-up to the fight. Uh, even after the fight, there was a little bit of it. But for me, for me, the competitive action was fine. It was fine. But... Um, <laughs> I don't know how much more appetite there's going to be for this kind of thing. So it's not going away overnight. Like This was in no way bad for Jake Paul, in no way necessarily bad for YouTube boxing. But I'm waiting for that day where you got the knockout with Ben Askren, but there wasn't enough juice to make you believe it, it meant a whole lot. It kind of came a little bit too easy. He didn't really look the part. I'm waiting for that day where you can get the thunderous KO, the emphatic note, the thing that really sells it, against anybody that anyone cares about for any good reason. And so far, that's been hard to manage when you look at fights at this level. it's Because you've got people that are either inexperienced or you've got folks that, um, you know, have too much experience almost, to put it that way. Let me go through some of the other results here on the card. You know, let me jump around because the, I, I'm not sure how people are dying to talk about the co event. Amanda Serrano was the best fighter on that card in terms of pure boxing ability, but we'll come back to her. No, we'll come back to her for just a second, Gap. Let me, let me start with the one that opened the card because that's sort of the most relevant one in terms of what might be next. And again, if you're new, thumbs up on this, hit subscribe, happy to have you here. Waiting on Brian Campbell to come down after his hit on CBS Sports HQ. The Tommy Fury U.S. experiment, uh, not off to a strong start. To me, the strong fight tonight was the Baranchek-Montana love fight, which was so unbelievably good. Dubois looked amazing. Serrano had, uh, you know, we'll talk about her in just a second. And again, I thought the main event was was much better of the two Paul brothers. But, you know, it's kind of it is what it is. But getting back to Tommy Fury, Tommy Fury was a guy who came in here with a lot of buzz, but a lot of criticisms, too. The buzz was from his last name. And the buzz was also the fact that he has developed a bit of a following in the UK from being on one of the more popular television shows, Love Island. If you looked at his opponents, his last one was a lot more respectable, but he had three opponents, all of whom had not only double-digit losses, they had no wins. I mean, there was something like the combined record of like 10 and 110, something insane, terrible, terrible win and loss record. And um, so there were folks wondering, okay, you know, he's got decent power. He's got a name, certainly looks, looks the part, you know, what can he do? And so there was all of these questions about, you know, is this really just sort of a manufactured hype job? Now, I think he's still early enough in his run where I'm not ready to declare that he is a manufactured hype job. However, what I will say is that was not the performance that he necessarily needed to win the Jake Paul sweepstakes. Tyron doing this whole bit at the end of the fight kind of changes it a little bit because I wonder if their continued rivalry via what they say to each other is enough to drive interest or, you know, matches in Tyron's direction. I, I don't really know. Or maybe he wants to go to that route with Tommy Fury because, hey, the Tyron Woodley business is old. I don't... Well, we'll have to see. But you would, thought, you would have thought that Tommy was supposed to go in here, and he had vaunted big power. He was taking on a guy that was 0-1 boxing, 7-5 in MMA, who was significantly smaller than him. And listen, let's be clear. Fury won every round. There was supposed to be, initially, I was told by Anthony Taylor, initially eight, but he got signed as six, and then he got bumped down to four from some commission issues. So it was a four-round fight. I mean, you, you were training for a six. They bumped it down to a four. you got you to step on the gas, and... Again, he cleanly won. Tommy Fury cleanly won all four rounds. Let me say, I've interviewed the guy a couple times now, or at least seen him around and talked to him. He could not be nicer. He could not be more professional. He could—he looks the part. I think he's doing. Honest to God, I mean this. I think he's doing his best. I think he's trying. I think he's training. I think he's getting out there and just trying to make his way the best way he knows how. The problem is, as we all know, you know, he's just not his brother. It, it, and, I, and that's an unfair comparison because most other heavyweights are, and maybe, maybe none of the other heavyweights are his brother. But the reality is, it's a far cry. He, he should have knocked that guy out and stopped him within a couple of rounds. The fact that it went the full distance, which was granted, only four. And yes, Fury hit him with some big punches. To be clear, like he was landing on him. Again, no controversy about who won. But we were expecting, you know, if if you're watching. Great white sharks eat seals, you know, <laughs> the seal getting a moral victory is sort of, it doesn't really, it doesn't do much. Like, you came here to watch some seals take L's. You need the great white shark to hand it out. You, you didn't get, you didn't really get that. Um, and you got, here was the other part too, that like, I thought his power was going to carry uh, against a guy who, you know, this was not his, his opponent, Anthony Taylor, that was not his optimal weight class. And I didn't see a lot of evidence of that. I did not see, I did not see Fury. And in his other previous fights, you can go and you can watch. You'll see that there appears to be decent power again against overmatched opposition, but still, the power was there. I didn't think Taylor was overmatched in that same way, but I did feel like uh, the size disparity should have let Fury have his way with the power, and that just, that just wasn't the case at all. Anthony Taylor was quick. Anthony Taylor was defensively a little bit more responsible than I thought. He was able to move in ways that I thought was surprising, but um, I, I, I thought for sure Fury was going to get him out of there, and no chance. So hardly a disaster for Fury, but if the goal was to, in your U.S. debut, go in there and wow people, the power wasn't necessarily there. Again, he cleanly won the rounds, but the guy was so much smaller. He didn't. Re- I don't think. He- I don't think there was any knockdowns, if memory serves. There was no knockdowns in the fight. And some of the technique kind of felt like it was better than the technique for the most part in the Paul and Woodley fight, but it it just wasn't what I think folks were hoping for. It wasn't necessarily that. Now, it sounds like I'm bagging on the whole night. I thought, in general, the night was, for the most part, a a pretty big success. The, The fans appeared to be happy with what they got, Uh, I haven't talked to them yet about the main event. I thought that, um, you know, there was plenty of action on the cards, uh, the card overall that delivered. Um, But there were some key things we were looking for ahead of time. Is Fury going to shine in his U.S. debut? And is there going to be a finish? Are they going to live in sort of the shadow of Paul versus Mayweather where it was like, you know, it was interesting that Logan could last that long. But, you know, getting stole on for however many rounds it was and not being able to launch any kind of effective offense. It's a moral victory, but it's not much more. Are we going to get more than that? In that sense, there was a bit of something uh, better here, but um, I don't know that there was enough. I don't know that there was enough for Tommy Fury. We're going to see. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this next matchmaking. Do we have any update from the presser, by the way? Are they, have they started it yet? Um, I think they might have just started. Let me know, uh, to, the, to the crew here, let me know if we see any quotes from Jake Paul about next opponent or anything like that, Jake's not up yet, okay, so to the extent that we get anything any statement of doesn't sound like Tyron's going to retire, but let's just say we hear anything like that or whatever, um we'll give you guys a bit of an update right here uh, on the on the broadcast, and again, we're still waiting on Brian. do we know how far away he is? He's doing the hit right now, all right, that means he should be he should be here in just a second. um yeah. By the way, I, again I'll give credit to the, the Cleveland fans. When I was there, that was those were not traditional fight fans you see at shows. They were younger. It was mostly male, for sure. I thought that's usually the case. But it was just a you could tell it was a demo that was a little bit I don't know, a little bit more hip hop. I, I was how how would you describe that audience, Gaff? Tonight. Huh? Yeah, 14 to 25. You could tell they, they game a little bit online, right? They've, you know, some of them, let's just be real. You know, it's a good thing that the gathering of the Juggalos was last week so they could be here for this one. Let's just be honest. <laughs> let's just be honest. Probably some insane clown posse fans. Shouts to ICP. They seem like very nice people. But it was a little bit of that. All right, here's BC. Coming on in, dude. I didn't want to get to the rest of the car without you. I kind of talked about the main and the co-main. Here he is, Brian Campbell, more host of Morning Campbell. At least that's what it's been the last two weeks. Well,
1: can't kick my ass, right?
0: Uh, All right, good, sir. As a reminder, if you're watching us now, thumbs up, hit subscribe. All right, BC. Yeah, let me get this this handsome sound guy here to hook me up. There we go. As we do this, uh, I'll give you the floor. Your reaction to the main event. It was a fun event all week. I
1: I don't want to say it was not a fun event. The fight had drama. It was fun. The fight had more skill than I think we expected coming in. It was better
0: than Mayweather versus
1: Paul. I was entertained. It was better than Mayweather versus Paul. I think the key questions all surrounded Logan Paul. And I think, you know what? To a large degree, he passed the test. Uh, We expected a more exciting passing of the test. I expected Luke a brawl. Maybe get a little sloppy, a little extra sloppy, right? Yep. I thought both guys, for their lack of overall co- combined boxing ability, showed a, a good amount of it. Responsible defense, decent stamina. There wasn't some out-of-pocket, falling-apart moments here, Luke, as I'm talking to you and you're looking deep into that screen. I'm listening. I'm listening. Please. Um, but look, would you agree with me on this? Jake passed the test and proved that he's getting there. He's not a legitimate boxer. He's not ready to fight for world titles. It's only his
0: fourth pro fight. Dude, like, he's not ready like, to fight for guys who are even remotely close to him. He is
1: a titles. celebrity fighter. That's what he is. He's a pretty darn good celebrity fighter, A, and he's only 24 years old, and that certainly helps him with the size advantage in these type of matchups. But Tyron Woodley let him off the hook. Yes. I don't know if that's because Woodley knew he no, wouldn't dude, have the 8 been, stamina. He's been doing that for a while. Whether dude. it's a failure to launch or just a, a lack of understanding on how boxing Rounds are judged, which, which could, could fall into play. When he does not establish a jab, he does not have a chance to win rounds in which he's not defiantly hurting uh, uh, Jake Paul. Now, I don't know where or what grounds that third judge who had it uh, in favor of Woodley by that wide. I don't,
0: I don't know how he got there because what I saw was – I can was, tell you how he got there. You know how I, I looked at the scorecard. He gave Tyron every round from round four through eight. Yeah, so here's the deal.
1: Tyron won round four. I gave him round 12 for trying hard in the last minute with with right hands, and you can even argue that could have been a Paul round. But I think I was pretty much in line with Steve Farhood the rest of the way where Woodley's not jabbing. He's attempting one punch at a time, and as you saw the second half of that fight, especially Luke, Woodley telegraphed any attempts at power punches. It was very much a square-up, right-handed, almost like MMA Superman-style punch, where he's getting almost a running or or jumping start into a lot of these. They were telegraphed. Jake Paul's ring IQ is a lot better than I think people realize, but particularly that round four into round five when Jake maybe still could have been hurt, I don't know how Woodley expected to have a chance on the scorecards without that type of... uh, Understanding the scenario and emptying the, the bucket, emptying the tank, even in the eighth and final round, I didn't see body language that said, I, I need a knockout to win this fight. I saw some guy who was just sort of okay with like, you know what, I went I went eight rounds against this young kid and I didn't get knocked out. Um I thought it was posturing for him to ask for a rematch and yeah, try to push I, yeah. for that and try to play the business pro wrestling side of it. I think it was even worse when he accepted the Dude, why would you legitimate
0: tattoo bet right yeah, there, Why you know? would why would why would excuse me, why would Jake Paul offer that? First of all, in any capacity I think Jake Paul was, was
1: trolling him and laughing at him. Okay, basically. but also,
0: just as a general like, rule, it's like, dude, he, you already won this bit. He has yeah. to do this irrespective of anything else. I mean, whether he does look, or not, know, unless
1: but. this fight had been awesome, in which there was action, they both got knocked down and got up, we don't need to see it again. Even though they promoted it very well, but a big part of that promotion is, I got to pay to see, because I don't know what it's going to look like. Now we kind of know what, what, we're, what we're dealing with here. And look, I want to give Woodley credit for surviving. Like, he, he, the skills he showed to survive, I didn't necessarily know that he had. So I'm going to give him that credit. But he's going to put his head on the pillow, Luke, and be upset that he
0: let Jake Paul off the hook. Dude, he's been doing this in MMA for a while. I wouldn't call this, I would not say that this is tantamount to the same kind of listlessness that we saw against Usman no. or against Colby, which, by the way, we're just completely different because there's a lot of wrestling involved. I get it. I'm not, I'm not comparing that. But the idea that he would give away rounds due to low volume, dude, that's not new. That's not new.
1: But, but like, I didn't even see an avenue for him to get. Uh, after round four, I didn't even really see him come that close with any big shots. I didn't really see an avenue where, couple, you know, man. even if he hit a grazing shot, he wasn't following it up with more shots. You know, I think that had he done that, maybe that's where the gap in actual boxing skill with Jake Paul having focused on this for longer would have come out and, and maybe Tyron would have gotten caught. And, and maybe, you know, because... Again, neither guy really, neither guy really overextended in goofy fashions to leave themselves out there to get knocked out, and I give them that respect. I think that's a big part overall of what the Paul brothers have done to show this game respect. Sometimes it doesn't equal huge excitement, and this fight had some slow moments. Floyd Lo- Floyd Logan was slow as shit throughout. Yeah, but like, but like, the, like, uh, which which would you rather have? Would you rather have this genre that the Paul brothers are the front of? Be just—you get knockouts, but it's sloppy, bro. I kind of like the respect shown, where I was able to enjoy a dramatic fight that didn't have a ton of action because it was like, you know, who's going to make that change that can win this?
0: I moderately enjoyed it. I think that's fine. I I certainly did not hate it at all. I moderately enjoyed it, but this is sort of the thing for me. It's like, dude, we—we, I'm happy to grade the ability on a curve. I understand what I'm looking at. It's not championship boxing. I am well aware of it. I mean, guys, the guy can barely, well, not barely, but the guy can beat basically almost retired MMA fighters. That's not a high level of boxing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we but don't here's, have but hands. Here, here's what I'm going to say. I've not seen one of these YouTube fights yet where I've walked away, including the KSI one, which was on DAZN. I've not seen one where I was like, damn, that action was sick. Like, every time we're like, that was okay. Like, when, when is it going to be the time where one of these guys, unless it's, you know, I guess they have to be completely overmatched, but this is the problem with having someone who doesn't have a ton of ability. They don't have the promise to be able to deliver stinging knockouts or, you know, vicious beatdowns unless their opponent is a pre-diabetic gas station attendant. Like, that's a Shout bit of a problem. Shout out to Gibb. I didn't know that was him. him. Did you know know think him. the
1: fourth round um, right hand that hurt? Do I think the ropes held him up? Yes. Yes. That it should have been ruled a knockdown. Yes, I, mean, I do.
0: I do. I do. I don't know. If that's the most egregious refing error, but the but the way in which, at least the replay looked to me, he, he was held up by the re- I, it wasn't one of the ones where he was dazed, but it would have been off of his feet with the yeah. shot. You know what I mean? And,
1: and to that third judge who 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 screwed up. That's a, that's a shit scorecard. That's a terrible. And, scorecard. A, and that's not phoned in. Like no one no one paid him to do that. As you can like that doesn't fit any narrative, right? That's just a bad scorecard. I wonder though because there was two rounds I thought after round four where Woodley actually was the aggressor. I don't think he threw more punches, but he actually was was tr- making Jake back up. I thought Jake was getting a little tired where I'm like, man, Tyron, you are so close to being able to win this round. Yet Jake would come back with shots to the body, would come back with one punch here and there. And I'm just like, uh, you know, I know how to score a boxing round, despite how many of you may agree with that. Um, you know, the activity has to go to Jake. It has to. But, you know, I guess if you're a judge who's in a state that doesn't have big time fights and you gave that fight to Tyron Woodley. but yeah, um, I, I guess
0: the last thing I want to say about this, because I want to get to some of the uh, other pieces about Jake's future, but the last thing I'll say about this is...
1: I don't think it'll be your last thing. I think you're a fucking liar.
0: No, no, no. What I mean to say is, what is the appeal if you're not already a Jake Paul fan? Right? Like, why should... Seriously, after everything that happened, if you're not a Jake Paul fan, why would you care about this fight? What would be... How would you sell... Uh, not a rematch per se, but like... Why folks should tune into Jake Paul again because the lesson I'm taking from this is he is definitely better than his critics want to admit. There is certainly, certainly no denying that. After eight rounds, you have to say at least that. But, dude, his it it seems to me his I don't know what his ceiling is, but his current level of ability is I can beat guys (laughs) who lost their last four in the UFC and got their walking papers. Like, that's
1: not who I have a size advantage over. over, and I
0: couldn't finish him off. Yeah. That's, so so it's this not, is it's you not a high saying, level, bro.
1: Well, look, after Logan and Floyd, I thought that was a just, step, step back work. for the job. Yeah, it didn't work. And I thought it had a chance to put a flat tire on what they were trying to build here. You think this fight tonight, because there wasn't a knockout, because Woodley didn't, you know, almost comically didn't do enough,
0: that it's it also has that same potential to, to, to kind of slow the interest down slowly? I have a hunch, and I can't really prove this, but I have a hunch that Listen, if you watch, you go to a boxing show, like whatever your next real boxing show is, full-on real boxing show, and watch the undercards, you'll see people with these kinds of records, 0-1 versus 3-0. It's quite common, actually. Um, and sometimes the fights suck and sometimes they don't, but there's no one there. No one is expected to be there except, like, their corners and maybe, like, maybe some of their teammates. It's kind of a learning thing. That side of boxing is almost never sold as the entertainment yes, side. Yes. They wait until they get much better. Well, now we're trying to fast-forward. I don't know if you can actually do that. Like, we keep waiting for the genre to produce a really great fight. It is possible to get that at this level, but all the concessions we're making to, to, to put this in a place where it ordinarily would not go has yet to produce it to so my So, what knowledge. you're saying
1: is like when when secondary football startup leagues happen, the XFL, the whatever the other recent ones yeah. were, uh, you know, be honest, if you don't know the players, you are tuning in and hoping to see like. Crazy action, and scoring right, just batshit craziness, touchdown, 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 or that's it, or fights, right? Be like, you're not going to come out of there and go, you know what? For for minor league football players, man, they can block really good. So you're saying, getting lost in the fact that Woodley and Paul may have overexceeded what we thought their technical real boxing skills were, just showing that. Ain't going to keep selling this bubble Unless we get some sloppy knockouts Unless we get some definitive um, I'm getting better each fight I'm the face of this, I'm Jake Paul And I'm going to knock you out
0: I I think so, on some level dude If you're asking people to accept what you're doing As an entertainment product It needs to be sufficiently entertaining Like uh, with the real part of boxing We took it all We brought them to our land An endless night Ember, hot, and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not
1: see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
0: You make a concession knowing that they have a high level and it can be sometimes difficult, blah, blah, blah. You don't get any of those guardrails when what you're asking for is to be pushed to the front of the line. And again, I understand not every fight can be, not everyone can be. I'm just wondering, are we in a position where this genre can't really consistently deliver it in a way that the the you know the real side of boxing. I think, I think you have to increase the, the the threat of danger. Then at least at least that's what. You're but gonna if have to Jake do. Paul's going to manage it, he's going to manage it in such a way where the, the danger is always. You're saying, hey,
1: Jake Paul, you can't be a point fighter, can't be a pay per view star and a point fighter. Dude, when you I res- don't have the. It's weird. Skill it's weird
0: because I respect the effort he put in tonight. He put in a real effort. I was. Do you think he didn't effort. go for a finish at any point? Yeah, uh, I don't think he went for a finish. No, I don't think either guy. Uh, Tyron was kind of looking for some home run shots, but. Not in a very strategic, full-throated way. They don't have the ability to really do that. Okay, uh, Jake Paul didn't get a knockout, which
1: has to take away from what you thought his high-end ex- expectations could be. Um, but did did he do more to impress? Forget about like the marketing moving forward, just in his performance. Did he do more to impress you or more to show you how illegitimate he might be? Uh, both, both.
0: We didn't know hardly anything before this, right? We had the... the uh, the three fights. There's not a whole lot. they not.
1: Re- yeah, those are. Those. I mean, I don't even
0: know what to say about them. There's not much. This is the first time you got some real footage on the guy, and there are some things. He, do he clearly has better abilities than the MMA fighters that they're lining up in front of him. Like he does, and I think that's not insignificant. There, that's that's and, admirable. And, that's and the real. youth
1: and size. You can't overlook fair that. Enough, and, fair enough.
0: Fair enough. But it's also quite clear at 24 years old, this is never going to be a whole lot more than what it is.
1: Okay, then to- does Tommy Fury interest you, considering he's the same size
0: as Jake? <laughs> we were talking about that earlier, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. that That's not a good performance from Tommy Fury tonight. He had a Gee, guy that had was three disapp- weight classes below him. That was disappointing as shit. I mean, you got to put that guy in the canvas to... to uh, but is there any way that gets him a better chance at a potential Jake Paul fight? Because I was wondering, based on some comments from Jake, look, Jake putting Tommy on this card shows you that they're potentially interested. Yes. But then I saw Jake... going, well, you know."
0: Yeah, I'm losing a bit there, too. All right,
1: well, you know... It's got to make sense money-wise. It's got to make sense height and size-wise. Like he threw those extra words in when we talked to him, which leads you to believe if Tommy Fury goes out there and cleans this kid's clock, maybe he won't get the call. Does this blah performance from Tommy Fury, which really has you questioning how deep his own boxing career could go at just six fights, seven fights in, maybe maybe he's the perfect mark then
0: for... uh, I never had a ton of interest in him necessarily, not because I... uh, for no other reason than I'm not in the UK and a lot of his popularity is driven as a function of that like he's got a I mean obviously the Fury name is International in Boxing but it's going to have a little bit more cachet at home and you know Love Island is not a show that I would watch whether UK or otherwise I bet
1: you your wa- your wife watches it
0: when you go to sleep I oh bet. she 1000% watches yeah um, I love but I Ohio. bet she
1: watched some like, like the per- the Peruvian version because it's the original That'd no no be, that she would watched, be Thomas House no 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 right there. she
0: watched the Brazilian version of Too Hot to Handle there you go because, they're, because Look, apparently they're sexual. You refuse to let
1: uh, us Americans enjoy anything if there's, a, a, if there's a, a foreign original out there. that. Why don't I mean,
0: you enjoy that pube that's sitting on your microphone right there? How about I, I mean, that? Is I mean, that what a foreign are we doing original
1: here? here? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know. I, uh, heard, let me, it, let me do I heard it both ways. Okay. Let me do this. Let's
0: run through the rest of the card here for just a second. Tommy Fury did not really impress me. I don't think most people thought he was very impressive, but um, your mileage may vary. Uh, Daniel Dubois. I mean, could it have gone any better for him. It was perfect. It was the right opponent to do that, too, although right. Guzman had... I mean, look, this is the difference between Tommy Fury and Daniel Dubois. I mean, there's many differences. And look, this was a showcase fight for Dubois. Let's not
1: forget. Let's not plan like it was. It was a
0: showcase fight for Tommy Fury, too. Sorry. True.
1: And he, and he failed to deliver and yeah. raise that needle. Dubois did. He took care of business violently like you should, and that's about three knockdowns against Guzman, who was hungry. Giuseppe, you know. Had never been stopped before. No, but, you know, his three losses had come against some fairly journeymen journeyman's heavyweight. So this is kind of what was supposed to happen. And credit to Dubois, he did it. And I, you know, I I get a little upset of the narrative of like, you know, get get ready, folks. He's the next big thing. I mean, we we, like, we already saw him step up to a next big thing fight. Like he's been around. Now it's the time to completely rebuild from that Joyce loss. And he stopped Bogdan Dinu. And now we quickly stopped this guy. This was more about put him out there than let him learn a lot. But all in all, he passed the test for being just 23. Yep. Um, yep. he's going to be in some big fights down the road. No you know, Okay, it. he lost that Joe, Joe Joyce fight, but he didn't get knocked out. He quit because of the injury, and, and give Joyce credit. He landed the bigger punches. He caused the injury, but Dubois is going to have his time. So that that's a bright spot on this card.
0: For sure. Uh, also, I thought the best fight on the card, bar none, Ivan Baranchik and Montana Love. Dude, what a win for Montana Love. Baranchik, Jesus Christ, BC. This guy is a feral animal. He now, would you go- make
1: that Jesus comparison because Jesus didn't tap and he was... Is that what you're? Go- is that you, where you're going? You is that why you bring you that into all of our me, conversations all the time? You
0: don't want me to say the the evil joke. Okay, I have but if I, I have to hear that?
1: you say Christ on crutches or something just
0: ridiculously blasphemic
1: again on this show that has my name?
0: Yeah, where's your name, Morning Campbell? I don't see that. I can say what my friend says, like when he calls people like he also says something like they're as Christ, fast as Christ, fat as Whatever
1: Christ. Whatever is your deity? I mean, it even could be uh, you know Latin women. <laughs> if what if I just damn them every time something can, happens? Can we you ask know? you
0: about Ivan Baranchik and uh, Look, Love.
1: that was great theater. I mean, it was a balls to the wall, 140-pound bout, and it's like Baranchik, you know, gave us the 2020 fight of the year when he got knocked out cold, giving us the best fight in Showbox history a few years back against Abel Ramos. Like he's known for this. I think the problem is, unfortunately, um, uh, he might have to retire.
0: He's taken. That's dude, a,
1: that's a harsh statement to make a guy in his early 30s who just was champion a few years ago. He was but,
0: not expected to lose tonight. So first of all, it's an upset. Second of all. Dude, he got stopped. I mean, that okay, is and he got a stopped against against doesn't some, have big power. Against
1: somebody who's not a big puncher. That's the key. Who's not a big puncher and he got rattled, and, and the thing is, Baranchik has always fought with with balls. I mean, he fights with BDE. You know, he, yes, he I, looks yes. like a Bond villain as we established no the other day. It. And he just keeps coming. But no, he regular shots rock him. That was tough to see. But if you're Montana love, you know, you had to walk through some crap to get that. And he's a Southpaw. He's tough. He's, uh, he was feeling it in front of the home crowd. I was That was fun to see. Where
0: is, my, is Love, because of this win, obviously the biggest win of Love's career, for sure, any sense about what kind of fight might be on the horizon for him when you beat a big name like Well, Brandt he
1: Street? said he wants the belt next. Now, obviously, in boxing, there's more belts per weight class, so there's more opportunities, but I think he's not going to be far from a title shot. I mean, he's still relatively young, but he took out that two-and-a-half-year block of his career when he, when he was uh, in prison. But this is a win that, like, you really can't go backwards from that. You know, this is a win over a former champion who so much
0: toughness that you're, you're pretty much going to start getting in line for your opportunities. So. And also credit to Baranchik and also Love, Baranchik had of hurt a few times oh, yeah. and Love rallied in certain spots and showed toughness and heart. That was uh, a fun fight. And ultimately, here's really why he won. He had better boxing skill. He was the yep. more technical of the two. I think a lot of the reality of Baranchik is he kind of just got by on some boxing ability, but then just outrageous aggression yeah, and pressure. And, 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 and love. that's why he got no. stopped
1: against uh, Jose Zapata in his last fight. And Zapata's not a big puncher, but a slick boxer, but had to brawl with him, but just had the tighter technique. And, you know, you remember that knockout when Baranchuk got knocked out by Zapata last October for the fight of the year. I mean, that was like, a, lights were out. Like, yeah. that, like, that was the
0: end of the. That was, you, you and know. Rafe did a whole podcast just on that fight. Yeah, it
1: was, it was that good. But um, fun fun outing I gotta there. Get this thing. Don't move, don't, I, move I don't, don't move,
0: don't move. There we go. Look at that pube, you. Fucking gross piece of that, shit. Well,
1: the, yeah, yeah I guess so.
0: <laughs> you dirtbag. Yeah. Uh, all right, co-main event. It's been a long week, It right? has. I know, we're almost done. Uh, co-main event, Amanda Serrano. Dude, those two-minute rounds, they suck ass. Yeah, they. I mean, this every is every time. time it's Serron- every fight we say this because it's true. Every time Serrano was building momentum at the end of yes. the round. Uh, Mercado, by the way, tough as shit. I'll give her credit. Her whole left side of her face was completely fucking jacked. Serrano, you heard Al Bernstein say it. We had previewed it also on the show. A phenomenal body puncher. Just maybe one of the best in all of women's boxing. All of boxing. Yeah, clear win for her. But was it the showcase for her?
1: Well, she had a tough opponent. So I think, of course, you want to say, I'm going to steal the show, and I'm going to come out there, and I'm going to get a better knockout than you. But if your opponent is biting down and going for it, and look, Mercado actually had moments. You know, I thought her counter right hand was good, even though she got outworked, and anytime she tried to make it a fight, I mean... Serrano's punches beat her up. You saw the cut, you saw the red face, all that going on. But, uh, I don't think Ser- Serrano won the night, but I think given the platform that she had, she came out and showed you that at 32. I mean, she's like we said, if you're at worst, the third best pound for pound in the world. Yeah. You're pretty gone, and you're good. And title wise, you're actually the most decorated fighter in women's boxing history. I mean, um, I was just happy that her manager and uh, and brother-in-law didn't start a fight after yeah, he, he, he seemed close. This he time, seems yeah. very
0: level-headed. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed close this time. Quite calm, but, uh, not caffeinated uh, at all. Uh, yeah,
1: but um, did you hear yeah. what
0: he was saying to the other corner? Uh, no. Like saca, oh, yeah, yeah. saca las huevos about like, like you're not
1: Mexican enough.
0: No, well that too, fight but also, like but also like show like it's, it's hard to translate like show some balls. Yeah, sort of. I've said that to you a few times after the show. No, you'd haven't. Yeah, you've never said that. Like,
1: like stop trying to softy it up, you know. Stop, just just say it.
0: Just say uh, it. Why don't you take some more L's from Josh Thompson, guy? How about that?
1: Did did I take the L or did I did I rally? That was that was you got, you got
0: off the canvas, but it he was Andy Silva
1: round five, son and stuff right there. Right? I was <laughs> like, okay, okay, you took me down. I didn't tell you about the rib injury, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll finish
0: you. Okay, we have some questions here from the listeners. I put up a Twitter I, thread. Did you and I didn't really get to see the broadcast? Um, was Ariel on there at all? Uh, you. Uh, I, I thought Ariel was going to fight tonight. He was on so many parts of the broadcast. I even asked. I called my Showtime producer. I'm like, who's Ariel fighting tonight? Because he was everywhere on that, uh, on that broadcast. Hey, were we on the broadcast? Oh, no. We're in the basement of a dying hotel. Brent Brookhouse and I opened the broadcast. Yeah. They showed our, we're, our stories. We're, we're in the basement of a dying hotel. It's okay. All right. Uh, this comes to us from Oliver. Which of these, if any, would be most interesting next? Woodley rematch. I say no. No. Tommy Fury. Yes. Nate or Nick Diaz, fuck yes, but it's not possible, but yes. Maslow or Gregor, yes. Granted, uh, those on the contract with the UFC probably can't happen, maybe besides Nick. Well, you know, I talked to Jake this week. You were
1: there? I think you were there, yeah. Um, About, like, you know, how do you force Dana's hand to want to get involved? If he had knocked out Tyron Woodley in like the third round of a competitive fight, that would have been a monster step closer to Dana. Like, you know, how many more times do I want my UFC guys walking out there? And, you know, so why don't I work with him and and put up somebody that'll beat him?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about this now. The problem with what he did with Woodley is it was enough of a step up that you have to be like, okay, man, you know, this kid's got some ability. I'll give it to him. But it's not enough of a step up, especially in the the sort of relatively reserved way that Tyron fought, to make you think like, "Wow, he's he's you know, yeah, must see it fun." Didn't, you're not pulling it. My
1: point of saying that is, you're not pulling in the UFC opponents anytime soon. That's right.
0: Um, because you're going to need the the
1: business to force that hand. So, what is? Let's be honest. Um well, we I got mean, we got a
0: bunch of these. We have like ninety of these. We we'll have to get to all ninety.
1: Uh, no, but like, what opponent do you think? Makes the most sense. Do you, are you, were you scared at all that I, not scared, but uh, that Jake afterwards was like, man, I need to take some time off. Like I'm 24, I got to figure out what the future of my life is. Like, did you th- make? Did that make you feel like he he's gonna be looking for an opponent soon? Or
0: no, but I think he'll fight either end of this year or first quarter of 2022 for sure. Because the money's there. Because the, the, if he's it, listen. You can say whatever you want about the fight. This is one of the best promoted fights I've seen in a while. It was very, very well promoted. Everyone did their part. Okay, then
1: who's the opponent that will make people care? That's
0: the reality. Like, uh, the, one, the one thing you can say for Tyron is, oh, you can say a few things, but the one you, can, you cannot take away from is he did a very good job as the B side in promoting this fight. He was a, per- dude, these guys were good rivals for each other. I will absolutely say that. Um, from W. Kamal Bell, the comedian and television host. If you were close to Tyron, how would you advise him to continue his fighting career? More boxing, sign with MMA promotion, or just be done? Um, what's the last stop on that
1: lonely BKFC, combat highway? BKFC. It's BKFC. called BKFC. Um, there's a storyline with Hector Lombard, right? You know what I mean, right? Um, maybe do it. Maybe do it, right? Um, yeah, There's
0: probably some big big money for that. Get
1: that. I mean, look, they asked me that on CBS Sports HQ. Like, okay, well, what's going to be next for Tyron? Um, you know, bare knuckle with Hector Lombard, maybe. Yeah, I but don't know. What else could that? I mean, like, okay, he he performed well this week. He fought well to not get knocked out, but he kind of cost himself the fight. You're not you're not winning a fight because of that performance.
0: I think a lot of fans feel this way from Sean. Quote: I personally believe that Tyron looked relatively impressive, considering it's his pro debut. He could have easily turned up the pressure and volume and put Paul away. Paul simply won the fight because of Woodley's inactivity, and Paul had a subpar performance overall. Here's the problem I have with this. I generally understand what the person's saying, but Woodley didn't turn it up. Yes, he could have if he was a different person, but he's got a lot of competitive miles on him. I think he's got some mental scars on him as well, which, by the way, if you're 40 and you've been fighting for fucking forever, you're going to have some of those. You're asking him to be something he's not at this point. Yes, could a different boxer under different circumstances do different things given the openings? For sure. But Tyron's not that guy, at least not right now or anymore. But it can be easy to... to so
1: Tyron cost himself the fight. We're not arguing that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that because Tyron kind of left the door open of a possibility to win this that Jake was awful. Because what I mean by that is Tyron still left a threat of the punches and there was a level of drama... Like, Tyron cost himself the win, but he competed at the very least. So I think that, yes. that, that because of that, you, you got you to you give Jake a nod on this was a good night uh, Overall, it was a good night for Jake. Overall.
0: Someone asks, should Jake quit boxing while he's on top and move on to his next money-making venture? Or is it worth it to see this thing through making his money in combat sports?
1: Do you feel like he felt like what it could be to be memed? Now, he's willing to he sign up for these fights. Of course, he's willing to be knocked out. But in the spirit of that question, look, even if you – look, Jake's too smart not to know the truth. The truth is that the, if he keeps climbing the ladder and keeps challenging himself, he'll find that challenge. Right? Yes. That's the truth. So to the spirit of that question, what is he actually fighting for? I don't think he's fighting to find that. Right? No. So, like, he's not necessarily daring to be great in the purest boxing sense. For a celebrity, he's, he's pretty – he's kind of daring to be great for a celebrity, right? Who, for sure. Who you wouldn't expect to do that. Okay. For sure. So because of that and that foundation, I don't think he gets out now, but I think he's only looking at fights where that scare – isn't isn't there but you got to be smart in how you sell that though because you have to sell the, the danger and the threat
0: yeah but again if the but, danger is so narrow that he's going to have yet another really it's close not going to sell it's not going to dude sell. you got to start putting some people on the canvas man like the, 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 that's just the reality of it um, so you need someone then sorry so you need somebody with more danger but also
1: more vulnerability Woodley wasn't you need, vulnerable you need a enough. branchic type Wait, Woodley wasn't vulnerable
0: enough in the end. If I
1: named Brancic, a couple. Brancic's
0: high level, but you know what I mean. If
1: I, what if I named you a couple names? Let's hear it. I want you to just say, like, the outcome. Okay. Okay. Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. What's the outcome? I don't, I mean, who What's I, the, What was the outcome? Just so I know I where think, Jake I think is Anderson
0: at. Anderson boxes him the fuck out. Knocks him out or boxes everyone? He stops him at a bare minimum. Okay. Jake Jorge Masvidal. Jorge fucks him up. Yeah. I'm, I, Jorge can box. Jake Oscar De La Hoya. Jesus, fuck, are we doing this? Really? I'm just,
1: I'm looking at the players out in the landscape, Ugh, okay? God. I'm just, I'm
0: just asking Dude, you. Dude, is Jake gonna fight Vitor?
1: I'm just asking if so, you. I'm trying to get a level. I'm trying to get a level on where he actually is, okay? So, it's, low. it's ask, low. Would Oscar knock him out at 47?
0: Oscar knocks him out, yeah. Okay,
1: Mike Tyson? Knocks yeah, him out. Yeah, what the fuck? What kind of question is that? Okay, I'm trying to get a gauge here, all right?
0: All right. Uh, how, Mike do Perry, about, how do you feel about Mike f- f- Perry, bro? That's the little, uh, even Mike Perry might knock him to the g- canvas. I don't know. Uh, No, he probably beats Mike Perry. How do you feel about Woodley reacting the way he did post-fight, even after the Paul Bros showed him love and respect? I thought it was kind of a bad look, and that he should have taken his LN payday gracefully.
1: It was desperate.
0: It was the desperate
1: acts of a man, I think, who had instant regret that... I mean, look, I don't think he could... I mean, you can't tell me he went to those scorecards thinking that he had done enough. Maybe hoping? Maybe he thought he had done more in some of those middle... I don't know. I can't imagine that, Luke. I can't imagine that. So everything, all that behavior we saw was a desperate attempt to try to secure another fight, and it's not going to
0: happen. I so. never understand these comments. This person writes, any semi-decent boxer would have finished Jake multiple times. He let himself be walked down way too easily, and he really isn't elusive enough yet to fight the majority of the fights. And yeah, dude, who thinks he's yeah. going to beat a halfway good boxer? No, I certainly don't. No.
1: He's the best celebrity. That's all yes. we know. That's four, all we're saying. For
0: celebrities, he can box his fucking ass he's off. He's a good boxer for celebrities. By boxing standards, he cannot.
1: No, so that's not what we're saying. And anyone that, that's hearing the way that we're... Talking about the matchmaking future and going, you freaking hypocrite! If Floyd was trying to find the you know low danger, high reward guy, you'd be calling him out for what? Well, Floyd's also like, Floyd was. I'm not talking about Floyd. Dude, now. Floyd fought the fucking. You know, was in real boxing. and was the <laughs> yeah. best of our era by far. I'm talking about a celebrity guy who might want to keep the train on the tracks with circus fights, right? Right, right. Of right, course, right. there's a there's a little bit of um, show and tell with the mirrors to try to.
0: to try I to think settle. if Jake Paul's going to do this, he's got to find somebody who can be a decent B-side? Because Tyron was an excellent B-side promotionally. Yeah. He's so got to find someone who could be a decent B-side who he can knock the fuck so we out. So he needs... Well,
1: that person has that's to offer more threat of a knockout than even Tyron,
0: but be way more chinier than Tyron. Dude, sell a pay-per-view that's not a million, but it's six, seven hundred thousand. You're still going to make a fuck ton and of you're money. you're using
1: that one as a commercial for the next one, right? That's exactly what you, I'm talking yo, about. Yo, that's
0: what I'm talking about. Okay,
1: so who's that guy? Because Tommy Fair did not look freaking good, dude. Uh, but I that looks like another... Uh, hold on, we can keep going through this. That doesn't Fury, Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul in your head? That might go decision. That might be another one of these, right?
0: I'll say this: It's a lot more competitive tonight than I thought it was before. It's shitload yeah. more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. They might do that for that reason, dude. Like honestly, it's competitive. It's a huge, huge fight. It's celebrity-wise in the UK. Like, it's b- tight, tight. Here's the fact: I don't. It's hard for me to believe Tyron did enough to really make a even remotely strong case for a rematch. No, he just
1: didn't. Never mention that again. Don't anyone ever mention that
0: again. Um, a lot of questions about Woodley retiring. A lot of questions, do These fights, it's just inevitable. You have to deal with it. These fights invite the uh, it's all fixed. Yes. Experts, you know, the guys who know so much about fighting that they can spot. Well,
1: I I would want to just, I'm interested in seeing an at length Woodley interview in which someone would ask him like, do you regret not
0: like, yeah, but you'd have to do it with like footage here and be like, dude, you went like X amount of seconds, like forty well, seconds. Well, I think it was obvious
1: there was no freaking jab. Look, he would yeah. like paw twice and that'd be it, and then he'd be done.
0: Like that was fixed. Total waste of time and money. It wasn't
1: fixed. It was just bad game
0: plan. Here's one thing I'm not sure. Like I picked up on this. I'm not sure if you're fully picking up on it yet. There is palpable frustration from the MMA fans that I see online about Tyron's effort. They think that that Jake was served up ready to be taken out, and that Tyron just totally misplayed it rather than dude that's who he is now you're asking him to do things he doesn't well, really have the capacity that's not to who he was off. in
1: the last fight he went after luke a, so he let's... got and he
0: got fucking submitted dude he okay. did tyron not throwing a lot of volume and and taking long stretches off of just completely dude did you not watch both of the fucking okay, wonder boy then, fights there were a lot then like that let me that. ask
1: you then then are you saying he went into the scorecards thinking
0: he won then that's what you're saying
1: he, when the, when the final bell May, of round Maybe, eight,
0: maybe. Because saying he was the guy walking, he, again, we know what it's supposed to mean, but he was the guy walking Jake down right, a lot. but just so, not really throwing but anything. But not really throwing anything. So I think maybe he thought that was enough with, you know, and I was trying to land mixed the bigger with, shots. Mixed
1: with, I didn't get knocked down and I kind of knocked him down and yeah, but I don't know.
0: Odds on the tattoo footage being released tonight. I don't think Woodley's getting the tattoo. Yeah, I would. Do, would you get that fucking, would you get a tattoo, I love Luke Thomas?
1: I think if it should have been like if if you got knocked out, you might have to get the tattoo, right?
0: Yeah, but although oh, that's out. adding yeah. insult to injury at that point. <laughs> Someone asked me, "How much longer does this bullshit go on for?" What did, did, was this a good night or bad night for you, two boxing? Good, not not great. Good, good, Potent,
1: good. but to that was to, okay. the, to the, oh, well, no. <laughs> the overall card
0: was good. That fight was okay.
1: But that fight was entertaining to a degree, though. To, to a, degree,
0: a degree, to a degree. And
1: look, I think the the week w- was was fun. It, the week was
0: great. So the week was very good. But and then, the fight, you know what the fight had it just didn't deliver on, and that's why people are frustrated. There were real moments, especially early, of tension. Yeah, there was real tension in the fight, but the problem is it just didn't amount to anything except that big punch from round four for Tyron. That was the only like yes. really uh, think about it. Take that out. What's the other punctuated moment of that fight? There's a couple of times where, you know, they kind of clashed or a big punch landed or something like that. Jake had more more Jake had more, th- more combinations. Yes.
1: Let's give look look. Jake can throw combos like really well going to the body and then coming back up
0: with his the left hook. His check hook, hook is top. pretty good too. I mean
1: again, on this level it's really damn good.
0: That's right. I thought his check hook was surprisingly yeah. good um the whole time. Um the Barstool guys not not good at betting, it turns no, out.
1: No, no, not good at all. They had a
0: bad night. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, they, they, may have, they may have also no-sold all of our jokes on Saturday show. It's, well, it's, what are you going to do? That's
0: okay. It's it's they, they wouldn't be the first or the last. Um, I mean, it, it, was almost,
1: it was almost like a shop-like no-hitter. It was just like, BC, Tyron I'm w- not fielding your
0: shit. Tyron That's Woodley's I mean. first name was... Wait, per- you, I'll add you to that list of That's no-selling, fine. all right? Tyron Woodley's first name was pronounced 75,000 different ways. I, I think it was just
1: Tyron, Tyron. Every single time, except for I think one time Ariel got it right, he said there
0: Ty. There was Ty- like a, there was like a, there was one Tyrone I heard. I did hear a Tyrone, yeah. I think that might have been Jake Paul, but they didn't get his name right. Um, Phoenix Carnavali, shouts to Phoenix for not letting Jake yes. Paul steal your mic. It's the number one rule. You can ask yep. Ariel, you can ask anybody. Number one well, rule. Ariel had
1: a battle with, uh... uh Who was it? Uh, James Tony, the boxer, head of the Randy Couture oh, fight. Oh, he tried to take his shit. Yeah, 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 Ariel, Ariel held this ground, but Never
0: I- let him take your microphone, ever. Yeah. Um...
1: It's good to see Phoenix on there, and, uh, you know, uh, Jake Paul wore – I'm sorry, Logan Paul, he, he he wore a Cavs jersey on the air.
0: Yep. It's uh, it very
1: pro-Cleveland of him.
0: Hey, were those guys from Cleveland? They would never <laughs> let you know, you know?
1: Did you think it was interesting that Woodley got split? Cheers and boos?
0: I did. It Really surprised – dude, I think MMA fans are really bitter at him because, A, they wanted him to win, and, B, they think that, like, oh, all he did do was just turn it up, and I understand what they mean by that, but – that's, he's just not that guy anymore. Um, I mean, look, both... So they're both, frustrated. Did you, would you say that both were
1: keeping the threat of their knockout alive for the other one to kind of pull back and not I
0: thought as time went on, the only... I said this at the beginning of the show before you were here, that as time went on, the only real danger was coming from Tyron. Because I noticed that Jake was happy to, like, bop-bop and then move, yeah. you know? Um, so, no. I think that was mostly Tyron. But, again, it was just so... You know, I'm gonna chase it down or I, I got the guy against the ropes and I'm not pulling the trigger. That was the thing that bothered me, dude. It was consistently he would get Jake's Jake's back against the ropes and not let go, dude. That was your time to let go. But um, you know, I, I mean his had skills aren't there. Had Jake won by knockout, I think you would actually
1: wanted him back in the ring soon because you want to keep that momentum going. Yes. Because this was lessons learned, but wasn't an you know, wasn't an overall entertaining blockbuster type of, you know, exit feel, uh, you were saying December. You you think he would come back? Late,
0: late fourth fourth quarter this year, first quarter next year. Then,
1: I mean, I'm wondering if they if they try to wait for the perfect opponent. You know what I mean? They try to kind of yeah. start manufacturing and figuring out wh- where that's going to come from. And yeah. Then, and see
0: then, see what MMA fighter gets yeah. gets, gets, gets their contract shredded. <laughs> oh, you're available now because the promotion. See has if moved Tito on? Ortiz has some moments against Andy Silva. Dude, Jesus Christ! Are they going to do Jake Paul versus Tito? I don't know. I doubt it, but who knows? I think I think Anderson Silva um outpoints him. Who? Tito? Jake. Yeah. Anderson Silva's gonna beat Tito and or Jake. Pretty yeah. pretty confident with that. Yeah. In a boxing yeah. match, yeah. 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 Um all right. That's it for us, dude. Cleveland was um It was hospitable. It was a little dangerous. A little... Yeah. Um
1: Dude, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for like almost three hours today. It was awesome. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. They got this um, interactive garage area where you could like pick up a, a guitar that's plugged in and it's playing over like the the whole speakers and the play. And you could just like rip into it and teach your, yourself a song on the stair. And then they got like a piano. You can do that at. They got drums. You could do so that. So you at. went
0: there to play Guitar Hero.
1: I did it for a little bit. And then next to it, they have, like, karaoke bands. So you could, like, come in and tell them what instrument you want to play or if you just want to sing and what song you want to do. And they have, like, people that work there that are, like, bass player and uh, piano and drums. And this giant dude in this giant pink shirt um, got up there. And, dude, he belted out Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by Elton John. No shit. And, um... Uh, by the end of it, dude, he had like a crowd of like f- people were just coming out of nowhere, like Fuck in front man. of this. And it the, w- if
0: you, someone sings that song right, you get some people tearing up in the audience. Yeah, you know, it was it
1: was similar to uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in Wait, the isn't mall. That, is it a George Michael song or a fucking Jesus? um. I mean, they sang it together that time, right? Yeah, I guess but it's not a so. Elton song. Anyway, um, do you remember that scene in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in the mall when they're when Beethoven's like got that jam session going and Genghis Khan's like knocking shit out with the bat and stuff, and they play that concert until the cops come.
0: Yo, fuck Bill and Ted. Am I right? <laughs> that's what BC the new ones one yeah F the new one the Indeed. new one sucks ass
1: um i don't know if this was a big week for morning comedy we may have taken steps back as a brand nah, been, in it, terms of our internal relationships with a lot of these people yeah. we may have taken some steps it all it all goes back to that that uh frat party that broke we out should, you Indians know what we,
0: we we've evaluated the fires we should evaluate ourselves we we had a very tommy fury performance i feel like wow don't you wow don't you wow Matt, did we have a Tommy Fury performance? I mean, performance? people
1: were expecting big things, <laughs> you know. People wanted, they were already booking the territory in their future. Like, when is when does when does Ariel and Luke get to work together yeah. at the same time? I got, I got were, a lot
0: of those messages, yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, I bet that date, though. I bet it was good, though. You know, you and Ariel. We we, Ariel and I did not go on a date. We had a conversation. That's so what we did. You wish we went on a date. <laughs> you fucking you know, creep.
1: I, you know what I mean? Like, the thing is about the two weeks where I was where it was uh it was Morton campbell um can we can we end this it was very comfortable so if you guys need to get back together no, 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 in some, you don't understand if it's me
0: and him you get the boot oh, oh, excuse know, me you get the you get the
1: a boot the thing is though right i've already established myself as a solo
0: option you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean two this guy two weeks right so uh, uh i'm not gonna see you again for a while on the road right that's the October. timing could be perfect um by that point, none of us, we're not going to work for Showtime anymore. It's going to be great. Yeah. We can just, you know, go do other things.
1: Hey, if this is our last show together, yeah, we went out on top.
0: Right? Yeah. Oh, not really, though. Kind of went out at the bottom of a hotel that's dying. All right. uh, I all don't right. have much more. to. If you want to get Showtime, this. you can. 30-day free trial. You can go to showtime.com, which would not include pay-per-views like it was tonight, but it would include things okay, like but most to, of your pay per not You don't have to say that, though. Like, you're no, supposed to saying.
1: let that be a fact that like no one really talks about. Right?
0: Uh, if you like it, you can keep it. If not, you can go do something else. Give us a follow, please, on all of our various social channels. We'll throw that up. There it is. Morning Combat is everywhere. And then you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter. We are going to be back this week with live shows. We'll react to some of the stuff in the UFC and everything else. That's Brian Campbell. I want to thank everyone here from the Malka staff who made all the shows and all the CBS hits we did here possible. So thanks to all of you. Thanks to Matt, our intrepid producer, who was, he was kind of here. If he didn't have his phone, you know, <laughs> I don't know what he would have done this week. But he was, you know, he was here for some ways, I would say. it, You know, not totally, right?
1: I think this is our last show. Yeah,
0: it probably is. All right. Well, with that in mind, that's Brian Campbell. I'm Luke Thomas. Thank you guys so much for watching. And until next time, peace.